0: clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events.
2: Tune in for a balanced view
0: of The Other Side of the News.
2: Good evening and welcome to The Other Side of the News. Our show tonight is a roundtable discussion we're calling On the Brink, and we will be joined later by returning guest, Lewis Herms. Co-hosting with me tonight are Annetta Driskell, Timothy Saunders, and myself, Kinthea. You've got to wonder, what will it take to wake the Americans up? During the Vietnam War, young students made their way to Canada as a refuge from participating in that criminal war. Yet today, this same population ignores the grip of tyranny on our Canadian neighbor. With the COVID over, this brutal regime continues to inject its citizens with poison and declare martial law with no end in sight seizing citizens' bank accounts for buying truckers coffee on a cold, snowy day, mounted police trampling an old lady with a walker with their horses, while other goons continue to brutally beat peaceful demonstrators. This is the state of affairs currently in Canada. Trudeau has ordered his ruthless thugs to do bodily damage and financial ruin, while the mockingbird media says nothing. Even worse is that Canada's finance minister, under Trudeau's orders, has announced that the power to freeze financial assets of any who oppose him are to be made permanent. Are we looking at another Cuba? while well, here in the bay area california though the weather has been a delight and even the mask mandates have lifted the majority of the population lives in fear still masking themselves and their children i wonder what will it take to undo this mass hypnosis it breaks my heart to see our youth wearing masks outside when they are on their own and no one is pressuring them These are the very same students who would be protesting and have now surrendered their will without brutal force, making it so easy for Canadian politics to take hold and strangle the freedom-loving people of America. At first take, it would seem the global forces are gathering power, locking down Australia and Canada, and now the craziness surrounding the Ukrainian standoff But things are turning, and it's more likely that we are seeing the battle between the Cabal and the people being played out with the desperate attempts by the Cabal criminals to hold on to their power. Ultimately, the dark forces are too exposed. The world is watching now in a way that was not possible half a century ago. The bad actors are drawing the attention of the common folk. Are we on the brink of waking the sleeping giant? Or have we gone comatose, never to see freedom again? With that thought, I'd like to bring on our Canadian correspondent, Darlene Undy, for an update of what's happening to our northern neighbor. Welcome to the other side of the news, Darlene.
3: Welcome from Canada. Thank you. <laughs> Today, I wanted to uh, just let everyone know that I'm speaking from two, two words. One is discernment, and the other is a phrase called releasing the veil. So um, as everyone knows, we've had much movement in Canada with uh, dictator Justine Trudeau. Uh, some of us call him peto. Uh, he's been known as uh, Justin Castro, and uh, he took, the, took a few moments uh, in Canada to declare the Emergency Act. And I, I wanted to do a little bit of education to the listenership because um, a lot of people don't really know in the States, I feel, what the Emergency Act is. And the Emergency Act in Canada does not get rid of our rights In Canada, it is not like the United States where laws are signed into the Congress, Senate, and then the President, and then they are law. It has to be declared law by the Queen of England. So then it has to be a queen in power. Uh, We have the right to travel. We have something in Canada called mobility rights, which allows us to enter, remain, and leave Canada, Even in a national emergency, every citizen has the right to not be arbitrarily detained or imprisoned. Because, uh, as in the United States of America, every individual is equal under the law. So, what's been happening is uh, there was a lot of movement in Ottawa, and uh, what for the first time really in in history is Canada was Canada went viral and everyone was really watching how to hold a peaceful protest and I feel Canada really inspired people all over the world and uh, you know I, I feel because the government didn't know how to deal with peaceful, peaceful assembly is they had to go to dictatorship. And since that time, um, you know, the truckers have moved their trucks. Uh, People are coming in now on foot. You know, spirits are still high uh, because we want to still keep the pressure on. And uh, as everyone has probably heard or maybe hearing is that some of the people's accounts were frozen that actually contributed to the uh, donations that were given to the truckers who had traveled all the way from British Columbia, all across Canada. And uh, word even had it that uh, Doug Ford, the uh, premier of Ontario, was shutting down trucking companies uh, because they didn't know how to deal with peaceful assembly because we the people were doing such a great job of uh, inspiring people and having them be open to what the government was actually doing to we the people. So, uh, what's happening now from, uh, the little intel I've been able to get because, um, you know, people have sort of their, their spirits are still high, but, um, you know, people have seen people being harmed, you know, the Quebec police, Ontario police, some of them are becoming very aggressive. So we're, we're not saying that all the police, and RCMP are harming people, but there certainly are uh, ones that are choosing uh, to do so. Uh, And as we all know, the lame street news and fake news uh, is not at all sharing the truth. So, you know, we're doing our best out there to, through We the People, getting the news out there.
2: Okay, thank you, Darlene. I'd I'd like to bring Annette and Timothy both into this conversation and uh, stay with us, Darlene, because um, I know that there's a segue here between where we are and the next step. Annetta?
4: Yes. So, Canada, oh, Canada. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to kind of go over some of the things that we're seeing in Canada and, you know, theories I have the idea of why things are happening in Canada as they are and what you think of these ideas. So one of the, the things that happened is they did have a vote about the emergency act this week and as you know it was upheld and then about 24 hours later it was not revoked. It was he actually if you listen carefully to what Turdo was saying, he said that they would be They would be, but they hadn't yet. In other words, revoked the Emergencies Act. That's the way I understood it. I've listened to it a bunch of times, and I'm not the only one that thinks like that. So anyway, my idea here is that maybe what we're watching, and we also had an interesting vote in the U.S. that's corollary to this, which is that they had a vote in Congress to whether to uphold the uh, mandates for Biden at a federal level, which are completely bogus if anyone knows the Constitution, they know why that's bogus. But they, they went ahead and, and voted to keep it in, and four of the Republican rhinos never showed up for the vote, which is what what chipped the vote. So my idea on this, Darlene, and I'd like to get your view on it, is that maybe what we have going on here is a sting operation as far as finding out who's on what team. We're, we're watching this play out in front of us. Do you think that that's a possibility? 100%.
3: Okay. So okay. W- what I have been sharing with a lot of people is that there has. This is almost a mirror experience to what I have been paying attention to with the January sixth event in DC. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many similarities, it is uncanny.
4: Yeah, yeah, and and you know the the thing is is uh what we have. I've talked about this many times on the show, but in case there's new people, people are are baffled as to what's going on with January sixth. DC is not U.S. soil. Therefore, people in DC are not under the U.S. Constitution. Once they're imprisoned there, they are on a foreign land, and they don't have to do any of the things that happen. They don't have to have a speedy trial. They don't. They don't actually even have to have charges. Which brings me to another point that we have in Canada, where we have a a dictator, uh, Castro. You know, he he came from a good line of of good dictators, and here we have him going after Canadian bank accounts, Canadian funds, Canadian bank accounts specifically, by what they put on their social media, which is straight up social credit, and uh, you know going directly in freezing bank accounts, draining bank accounts. And the thing is I found really interesting is that they did this and the Canadians actually started to have a run on the banks. Now, that's actually doesn't sound good, but I think it's excellent because what it did was it exposed, their plan. And this is part of their social credit plan. This is part of what they are rolling out. Rolling. The thing with the banks is that they are now showing their, their hand. And I think what really happened and I want to get your opinion on this too. I think what they really had happened there was was Trudeau went ahead and did this and then uh, he actually probably got pulled back because the banksters are at the base of everything. They control everything. That's how they make us debt slaves. And so when they exposed themselves by doing this, then they had to reverse. And I believe that's why we saw that sudden reversal on the emergency act, trying to cover their tracks. But, well, I, I say it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's a mystery can in the, the pantry with the label missing. And You open up the can and you go, oh, it's a can of peas or it's tuna or whatever it is. But you can't put the can back together. And now you know what's in the can. You can't put it, you know, it's not a mystery anymore, right? That's what they did with the banking situation. Do you think that's
3: true? I agree with what you're saying, Annetta. Hmm? And uh, there's a a couple things I'd like to add to that because, um, you know, I think a lot of people in Canada weren't really paying attention to what was going on. and, And all of a sudden you have people rushing to the bank accounts. And let's face it, no one's got any money. The banks don't have any money the fiat mm-hmm. system is gone you know the cabal is broke and uh i think justin trudeau had to uh you know back the truck up basically um and because he was being named by people globally um not people that were in the uh world uh forum of course but uh you know people were looking at him and going like what's happening with canada we're look we're looked upon as the peacekeepers and the tree huggers and everything else and so because this is a fake government in Canada, I think he basically, you know, paused and figured out that he was in deep crap and uh, withdrew the emergency act. And, you know, he's really following in the steps of his dad, Pierre Trudeau, who was one of the first uh, prime ministers in Canada that did the War Measures Act. So, I mean, the the apple does not fall too far from the tree I mean, he was obviously groomed for this, and he's um, he, hes a really horrific person. Once people start really learning about who he actually is and what he's done, uh, this mm-hmm. goes way into crimes against humanity. And, uh, you know, the Canadian public at large is going to really learn, you know, what's been happening in Canada on a massive scale.
4: Right. Well, all I right. mean, all the I stuff's know. coming up about his actual true DNA and who he really is he was definitely groomed for the position. But anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Ukraine because it's a big deal right now. And I wanted to talk about the positioning again, where we have a illegitimate uh, president, uh, you know, poopy pants and he's doing the pretendency up there. And uh, we have a, we have a president in exile and we have the thing with Biden and him supposedly threatening, but not really. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The whole thing is, is really kind of comical. Uh, I wanted to point out, just to clear up some things, I actually have been deeply into this and, and, and paying attention to it. A number of things are happening in Ukraine that are not what, of course, not what the mainstream is saying, because the mainstream's not going to tell you the truth. Uh, first of all, a lot of those videos are reruns from other times and places. The targets that they have, if you look at the mainstream map of what they're telling you where the bombs are hitting, they say they're they're bombing these airports, and these are airports that they're bombing, these are military sites. Well, sort of, but what we really look at when we see this is that they're, my gosh, those airports are awfully close together, right? I mean, if you look at the map, you go, why would they have all those airports so close together, the clusters of airports, because they're not airports, because they're their bioweapons labs, and they're U.S. owned. This is a, a special military strike. The deep state is really, the deep state is their playground. Why do we have uh, Clintons, Biden, Obama, Pelosi, the Carries, the Schiffs, the Romneys, all of these nefarious characters, which four of them, by the way, that I just listed have their sons working for gas companies in Ukraine. Really? Do they have any experience? Why is that the case, huh? Because they've been doing all this, and... There's all of these things that are going on that nobody ever wants to talk about, but I'm telling you, you will see that Ukraine, as it comes forward, first of all, Putin is liberating the Ukrainian people. They were, they were overtaken in 2014 when our government, the U.S. government, that would be the Bidens, Clintons, and Obama there, they came in and did a color revolution and installed deep state players into that – they were already deep state, but they, they totally took over – in 2014, the people in Ukraine suffered massively. That's why they're celebrating when the Russians show up. Uh, they they had a 30 percent decrease in population in one year in that country. That's genocide. Okay, there's a big problem there, and nobody really wants to look at it. But you know, if you really want to to see what's going on, besides all of the money laundering and all of that, start looking into things like Chernobyl. I mean. Ask yourself the question, doesn't this follow the pattern of all the other false flags? Was there really what they said? I don't think so. Here's what I think from my research. What we're going to find out is, that is a they're keeping people away from it. Oh, boogeyman, it's scary. You'll die if you get here because of all the nuclear waste and all that. No, no, no. What you'll, you'll, what you'll see is it's a massive child trafficking and adrenochrome situation there that's why they want to keep you off base this is this is more nefarious and darker than you can imagine so be careful what you're i would love to go deeply into it but we only have a few minutes but be careful what you're looking at when you're looking at mainstream remember they've lied about everything and this will not be the exception in their lives they will keep going and going so this is about um, you know, if you look at this, Ukraine will will link to 9/11. It will link to uh, John F. Kennedy's assassination. It will link to everything we've been questioning about everything that's out there, every false flag. It will link it to the banking system. It will link it to central banks, IRS. All of it will link up to Ukraine and all all of that activity there. And then I'll tell you something else that I think is going to happen is after this, and I say this because Trump is giving us a lot of clues, uh, after this gets on its way and gets merrily on its way, the next will be Taiwan. And I believe these are clearing out of the swamps. They had the, the Mexican cartels cleared out in the last few weeks. Now we're working on Ukraine, and next will be Taiwan. And that's just, you know, from, from what I'm researching. But uh, does anyone have uh, any input on any of that?
0: you give a very few short time to discuss some fairly big points there you've just outlined about (laughs) about (laughs) ukraine and taiwan i I think that there's so much going on it's very difficult to know where the truth is coming from everything must be discerned everything must be cross-referenced and i think we just need to be careful that when we say something that it is backed up of course we're all very welcome to have our opinions and our ideas and our speculations. But I I think in this time, more than any other time, we need to say this is a fact and this is a speculation, almost around every sentence. Uh, Do you have any evidence to back any of this up?
4: That's what I've been looking at all week is documenting all of this. And I think that we're going to see more and more of the evidence coming forth. And, and also, you know, the, the evidence that I, I like is, Look at what mainstream media and knowing that they they show you the inversion of anything and think about what is the inversion of what they're showing you. Isn't that an interesting way to start to look at what could be going on? So that's what I think.
0: Well, that certainly is an inversion. I I think it's selected. I think there is some truth there as well. I don't think everything is inverted. But yes, I certainly agree. There's a lot of inversion.
4: The inversion is very interesting because. It's really like a negative oracle where whatever you're hearing is absolutely backwards. And as far as uh, the codes that they're following about what they want to reveal or what they have to reveal, I guess, is their plan. They have to reveal their plans. It's part of their it's actually a religion. It's part of their thing. So this is all going on. And so it's really actually pretty telling I don't know about you, but when I watched anything on MSM, which I don't actually watch television, I don't even own one, but I do look at clips and things like that in my research, and um, it is absolutely backwards. So very interesting to do it that way. And there's all kinds of other, uh, what, they, what they've what they labeled as misinformation, about everything else, too. So it's limited what you're going to hear on the news. And one of those things is about devolution, and a lot of people hear that term coming around, but they don't really know what it is. And actually, it was a, a document that was created in the aftermath of the Kennedy assassination. And it was to have a continuity of government in case uh, the government was knocked out. Now, it had not been implemented, but it also is, goes into effect when a country is under attack from a foreign invader. If you find this devolution material interesting, and it truly is fascinating once you get into it, I would suggest that you go to a site, patelpatriot.substack.com. Again, yeah, it's patelpatriot.substack.com. He goes into great detail about all of how this potentially works and what may be going on. It's the theory of devolution. If you start at the uh, Number one, it is absolutely fascinating. And I would suggest that you start at the first one of the first article because it gives the foundation. There's a total of 17 articles over quite a period of time. And the last one is from Ukraine with love. That's number 17. Uh, It really gives you a good idea about what is happening, what's potentially going on, the explanations for it. So I would suggest that. And that's really important. So. We had a situation where we know that our votes went overseas, which is completely unconstitutional, and they were corrupted. That part's been acknowledged, even by mainstream media, that we had a problem with that. that Those votes were going to servers all around the world, and they were being corrupted by outside interests, other countries. So uh, there's a lot of ways to say that we're under uh, attack from many, many different directions. Well, one of the more obvious was that one, and uh, we saw that playing out right after the uh, what I call the the uh, insurrection. That's the real insurrection uh, because of what happened as a takeover of a government. That's what insurrections are. It wasn't January sixth? That's another story. That's a cover up for, for the November third trick. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, so. We have this situation of a a president who has not conceded uh, the election. The easiest way to describe that would be a president in exile. We've seen this many times when there's a when there's a coup d'etat, when there's a color revolution. The legitimate elected official is then in exile unless they concede. He never has conceded. So the question is, we have potus here, which is, our, uh, our president, and it's also our uh, commander-in-chief of the military. So when we look into things like devolution, which is a, a document that we have that originally started out as an executive order, it was created after the Kennedy assassination. After someone's been assassinated, what would happen to government? Would there be a, a continuity of government? So this is a continuity of government issue. Well, it's really interesting because I have a transcript of a conversation. It's an alleged conversation uh, because I don't, uh, I, I can't see, it's been redacted, all of the information around it. But purportedly, this conversation occurred, it's from a place that's probably a pretty good source. I, you know, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm going to read it to you as is. Now, it has a lot of inaudibles from the Biden side that uh, the transcriber couldn't quite tell what he was saying. A lot of the ums and ahs and all of that is in the transcript. That's not me umming and awing, That is the actual transcript. So I'm trying to read it to you in the best way that I can. Uh, and I it is only 10 lines long. And it starts out with Biden. Okay. So. Try to follow along here. Sorry, this is the best I can do on that one. Biden says, good evening, Mr. President. Putin says, good evening. Biden, line two, says, listen, inaudible. I'd like to speak to you regarding inaudible. I couldn't complete respective positions on Ukraine. Now, I know you've... uh, Putin, pardon me, but I have nothing to disclose. Biden, well, now, wait a minute. There are lives at stake here. And, uh, uh, well, it's in everyone's inaudible to say that we, Putin, sir, inaudible, with all, I think it says with all due respect, but it's not very clear there. You are not the one to make decisions. Biden. Now, look here. I'm the sitting president of the United States of America, and I most certainly am in the position of influence of our military and intelligence department. What we have to do uh, now that escalations have. Putin says, Sir, not to disappoint you, but you are sitting president of nothing and no positions. To influence our world or its doings, Biden. Now, now that's not inaudible. Uh, regarding influence, as we think it has, to stop here. Now, uh, if all of us could just Putin, uh-uh. there is none of that. So that okay. There's so there's a blank right there. There is none inaudible. So that. Better way to say than to stand down immediately. Our conversation now concludes. Mm, That's telling him. All right. So can I absolutely verify that 100%? No. It's interesting. It came from a good source. It has been redacted as far as the sourcing stuff goes. It has also been said that Biden has tried to call Putin several times since, and Putin is not taking his calls. He does not recognize him as a sitting president. And this is really fascinating with what we have with with the uh, devolution idea that is the continuity of government. We have a situation where you have a world leader not recognizing a president, but recognizing another. So this would indicate a bunch of things if we are to take this literally. Okay, so we're in conjecture land here. I'm going to say, I mean, I'm I'm not saying, I believe this is a a legitimate document. Personally, um, I can't bring any more proof than what I'm telling you, however, so you make your own conclusion. But he's saying he's not a sitting president. He's acknowledging that there was election fraud by saying he's not a sitting president. Uh, He's letting us know which side he's on. And he's, he's also let us know about the Russian-Ukrainian thing. He's been very clear in many of his speeches what he's actually doing over there, which is clearing out the deep state. And it's also letting us know that devolution, which is the continuity of government, is in effect. So it's an interesting position. I mean, it's really interesting.
2: Well, it's break time. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. We're having a roundtable discussion with Timothy Saunders, Annette Druskell, and myself, Kinthea. Soon to be joined by returning guest Louis Herms.
5: 72 vaccines your children will get um, as of right now before they're 18 and that number is doubling very quickly in the near future and guys the thing that bothered me so much is I had no idea back then in 98 that there were a lot of people talking about vaccines but what I know now and what I learned in 2010, and your listeners have to understand this, in 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And let me say that again. Um, 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. This should be very eye-opening to anybody out there because what they're telling you that now is if you, Vaccinate your children. You have to deal with the consequences because they just told you that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And more to so that, now in 2018, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Big Tree put in the Health and Freedom of Information Act to have the safety studies released. Okay, if your listeners don't know this, in 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act, which said. The vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. But Reagan said, look, if we're going to give them blanket liability, we've got to at least make them do safety studies every other year. Not every year, but every other year. So they sued to have those safety studies released. And we've always heard that vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. But when they got the report back, it was 100% empty. Not one single safety study has been done on any of the vaccines since 1986. This should be very, very, very disturbing to all you guys. And that's what began to wake me up as far as vaccines were my children back in 98, when the medical doctors couldn't give me the safety studies. Guys, this is Christopher Key, never forget it. It's Christ Ofer, Christ is in me, he's in my name. Never forget my last name, it's Key, K-E-Y. God's given us the keys to unlock the doors that Satan never wanted unlocked, and we do it for our children. I so enjoyed the show tonight. The other side of the news is beyond fabulous.
2: And welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Our show tonight is called On the Brink. It's a roundtable discussion and co-hosting are Timothy Saunders, Annetta Driscoll, and myself, Kinthea. And we have Darlene Undy, and we will soon be joined by Louis Herms. This is the perfect place to play a brief sound clip from President Putin, translated, of course,
1: Today we will discuss the uh, ongoing special operation in Ukraine. Uh, Main clashes uh, between the Russian army uh, and the Ukraine forces are not uh, actually clashes with the Ukrainian army, but uh, with the uh, illegal groups of uh, nationalists that are actually responsible for the blood that we see in Ukraine. these nationalists uh, that became embedded in Ukrainian armed forces uh, actually uh, keep encouraging the Ukrainian army to attack and also serve uh, as human shields. Also we can see and observe that neo-Nazi forces and these nationalists provide heavy weapons to the central parts of cities, including Kiev and Kharkov. They expect to draw return fire by Russian armed forces uh, against civilian population areas, civilians populated areas. They try to do this to then blame Russia for attacking civilians we know clearly that this is done under the recommendation of American consultants and experts, primarily Americans. I would like once again to address the Ukrainian army uh, men. Do not let these nationalists use you, use your women, your children, your elderly to use them as human shields. It will be so much easier to talk to you and to negotiate with you than uh, with this gang uh, of Nazis that has captured Kiev. Also, I would like to commend the efficiency of Russian armed forces. They have been acting honorably, heroically, and they are effective and efficient at protecting the Russian people. And their homeland.
2: So, Timothy, let's continue.
1: Again, we we live in a world
0: where it's very difficult to know what the actual truth is and where we should expect to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that's very clear to me is, is that having been lied to, uh, or let's just say having most of the politicians in the world uh, being very economic with the truth over COVID for the last two years, I mean, this is obviously not the beginning point, start point, then, you know, are we suddenly to forget that and to uh, imagine that the news sources and politicians are telling us the absolute truth now? Of course not. So, yeah, I, I dipped in this week to, to to listen, watch selected parts of mainstream media. Because it's important, I think, to look at, you know, both sides of the line, or what I perceive as the line. And sure, there there is footage. I mean, you know, there is, uh, I think it was UK news stream saying, we're not quite sure what we're looking at here, but it's definitely a fire. You know, there's a fire, there's smoke coming out of it. We think it's in Kiev and blah, blah, blah. And there's this video stream just showing what looked like a bonfire you know it even there were parts branches of a tree which had been cut by a chainsaw above now that didn't look like a missile landing to me but on the other hand you know there were there there was footage and it it may well have been real and it may well have been recorded from some other time i don't know of yeah a missile looking like it's hitting a, a target and exploding so i mean that that can be Possible. There were smoke streams above uh, the horizon in, in different places from the Ukraine. A- again, the the news announcers, the anchors, are not very clear about where this is or when this is. But you know, it, it's very easy to, to give literally a smoke screen of a smoke screen, saying, "Oh, there is the you know the the landmark in Kiev." And yes, look, the smoke in the background. Now, it could well be an explosion it could be a real fire it could be something which in a, in a part of a shrapnel it could be something that you know was launched by an aircraft or you know some other device it could also be a barrel of oil that's been set alight which is far away from everybody which demons you know which gives the perception that the, the city's been hit um so how are we ever to know anymore that what is the actual truth um I think what, what you're saying about uh, Putin, uh, what he's actually doing, he's cleaning out the deep state. Uh, I think what we can talk about, you know, brainstorm, discuss, but again, you know, it's very difficult to know what the actual truth is, is that the sitting president in Ukraine is an ex-comedian. Now, that's interesting. Um, another interesting fact is that... Klaus Schwab was boasting not so very long ago about how the World Economic Forum young leaders have uh, guided and taught and educated, conditioned, um, what can we say, uh, a number of people who are now in power. For example, Macron, for example, in France, uh, and Merkel was a member. And, you know, there's a whole long list of these individuals, which also include Vladimir Putin. So are we to think that Putin is aligned with the World Economic Forum? Or are we to think that he is actually a defector from the World Economic Forum? Do you have any thoughts about that?
4: I do. Um, Well, first of all, I want to go, I just want to backtrack just a little bit. So on on my uh, Telegram channel, I had put up a number of things where we have, debunked some of the videos, etc., for finding them at previous times. One of them actually is an animation of a video game that they were using, uh, showing the full force of the Russians being used against the Ukrainians. Just the problem is it's, it's a video game. <laughs> and I also have one that I, I really like. I just want to say this, uh, the, the caption that goes, this is from CNN, Ukraine. We're sad to announce the first American casualty of the Ukraine crisis has taken place. Thoughts and prayers go to the family of the activist Bernie Gores, who passed away this morning after a mine planted by Russian-backed separatists exploded. That's February 23, 2022. The next picture I have is breaking news. CNN journalist Bernie Gores was executed by cabal by... in Kabul by Taliban soldiers, we are working with U.S. officials to get several more journalists out of Afghan at this time. Our thoughts are with Bernie's family. This is all CNN Afghanistan. This is August 16th, 2021. And it's an identical picture in both of them. So clearly, this is from their news feeds from CNN, which we know isn't a reputable news source. But the point, the problem here is that we have a lot of that going on, the subterfuge. The fog of war is really, really incredibly thick. Right now, so you do have to use discernment and do the best you can on researching. I totally would agree with you, uh, Timothy, on that absolutely. But to answer your question about the world economic form and the whether one is in the world economic form or not, I actually talked about this, and I, I put a posting up again on my channel a couple of days ago, where there was a guy who wrote a really excellent article. I, I really liked the article, but he had one thing that he talked about, which I thought he was pretty much wrong, and I and I said so, uh, you know, as a comment on the article, and that is that he said that uh, Trump was, you know, a traitor and all that because he had been to the World Economic Forum in 2016 and 2020, and it showed him there and being introduced on stage, etc. Now, I don't know where this person came from. This, uh, he was uh, a world leader at that point. He would be showing up at such places, whether you agree with it or not, with the ideas that are being offered at those places, don't know, but I do know this, that if one is to win a war, you've got to know your enemy and you've got to know your enemy better than you know yourself. That's an absolute, absolute. And that's in the art of war. It's well known. So I look at that and I think, well, what are they there for? And you can see that, that, uh, Paul St. Schwab to steal a great name from somebody I know (laughs) is that he, um, he was very uncomfortable. You could see this in his body language when he was introducing Trump. So the question is, yes, were they did they go to to his little school hmm. but were they gathering information which side are they on this is all the the fog of war so I can only I get my opinions and their opinions and I'll tell you they're my opinions until I can document it factually their opinions and so I gather the best information I can come up with the opinions and I say well you know this looks like this to me so when Putin is saying these certain things and his actions and actions are speaking louder than words. I'd say, well, this this certainly looks like this to me. Could it be could it be that there's fog of war? Absolutely. I think that we don't know who's doing what at this point. I really don't. So does that answer your question, Timothy?
0: Not really. I mean, oh.
4: <laughs> OK, we're gonna try I mean, it again. <laughs> I, I'm not really
0: asking for a specific answer. I don't even know what specific answer I'm expecting. I was really just asking you for your thoughts about this. I mean, the other the other person that is also part of the, you know, the young leaders uh, at the World Economic Forum, of course, is Justin Trudeau. Now, if we look at, as I say, the main players in, in this theatre at the moment, and I'm not denying that you know, there may well be people actually being hurt and killed along the way and casualties along the way. I'm 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 not ruling that out, of course. Uh, and a lot of respect to the people that you know are doing what being motivated to do what they believe in of course as well but you do have to kind of take a step back and look at everything and say well is this scripted is it real is is, is this real um you know is is this real warfare is this something that's actually happening or is it an illusion in in as much as to say yes there are things happening there are events happening there you know lines are being crossed you know troops are being moved around um as i say some people may be being hurt along the way but i don't think the deep state or even the the government or anybody else in, in, in command at the moment really shows that they actually care about the people they're supposed to be protecting we've seen that with covid for example Um, so big picture, could this all be a theater?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know you are not a Q fan and, and I am, so, you know, we're, we're different there, but.
0: We certainly are.
4: (laughs) But when I look at that and I see all these things happening, I'm, I'm actually, you know, being, uh, a person who's looked at this for a number of years, I'm seeing a lot of this, uh, actually proving itself. To be very, very accurate at this point, it's been a long haul. It's been five years, and uh, but you know one of the things they say is, look, there, it's a movie in many ways, and and I we look back to movies like Wag the Dog, and you can see how they could do this, right? I mean, if you're familiar with the idea of that movie at all, um, they actually create a a faux crisis in order to cover up something that they don't want you to look at. So it's a gigantic distraction. Could we be experiencing that? Absolutely. You know, and then, and I agree, there, there are people that will get, you know, false flags. This is a misunderstanding of a lot of people. False flags don't mean it didn't actually happen. It means that the narrative that they're churning out about this may be different. It's like saying 9-11 is a false flag. It's not that people didn't get killed and die and there wasn't horrible tragedy there. But what the story that they attached to that was their narrative that, in my opinion, again, is completely false. So, I think one of the things that said is get the popcorn. You're gonna have, You're gonna need a lot of popcorn. This is boy big popcorn, big movie. In other words, so yeah, I think that we we could. And one of the things about um, war is that you know the, the fog of war gets really deep and thick. And, uh, you know, the, the deceptions run multiple directions in, in this in a situation like this. And we absolutely one thing I think most people could agree in is we are in a war.
0: And that's it. We're juggling with so many fireballs at the moment this conversation. I just want to come back to something before we move forwards. Uh, you were talking about the conversation, the alleged conversation between Putin and Biden right. and you're talking about. Apparently, uh, Putin saying that Biden is the commander in chief of nothing or or something along those lines. Um, So what happened when Biden apparently, according to the mainstream media, pulled everybody out of Afghanistan? Was that Biden? Was he doing that? Or was that Donald Trump in the background doing that and hanging it on Biden? I mean, what, what was going on there? What's your take on that?
4: Well, it would be my take because it would be the million dollar answer if I absolutely knew what was going on there. Right. (laughs) I think that what we saw was they have been switching back, allowing the faux presidency to, to act as if. But the real control of the military appears to be not under Biden. The military is not responding. And there's been evidence over and over again that the military is not they're not allowing biden's administration to access stuff at the pentagon and that they don't have the nuclear codes etc things like that which would indicate that they are not acknowledging him and if you look at the the devolution stuff that would make total sense so i can only go from what we hear from
0: that okay when you say they which they are you talking about at this point they are not allowing him to access certain codes the, the, and parts the people of the, at
4: the The people at the Pentagon have stated that high up military officials. And there's a split in the military. The military isn't unified either. So that's my understanding from what I'm hearing. But they're, they, of the, the they I'm referring to is the people that would have the authority to, say, move troops and things like that. So mm.
1: he could
4: say, he, he could say, I want to invade uh, Ukraine, and they could say, "No, nope, we're not. We're not going to agree to that."
0: Okay. Well, I'm just thinking back as well. I mean, Biden also dropped into this uh, COP26. Was it 26? COP26, the, uh, uh, the climate climate club. Uh-huh. So he was there, uh, I believe, and he, and he was, you know, outlining his commitment to. You know reducing this minuscule amount of carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere which already is a minuscule amount by virtue of the fact there are huge amounts of other gases in our atmosphere um, what was happening there i mean you say they allowed him to do that they allow him to go on tv they allow him to you know sit there with a presidential crest you know press conferences and so on they it seems that they are allowing him a lot to, to do a lot of things, many things, but not moving troops.
5: Well,
2: if
4: you're, apart, if you're from, putting, apart from
0: Afghanistan, I'm really trying to get a handle on what what he is and is not allowed to do according to your, your theory.
4: Okay, so when we're looking at him, for example, first of all, straight up, I have zero faith that that's the same guy. Okay, I, I I'm not blind; I can see quite well, and uh, this does not appear to be the same individual. So the question is, is, who is he and what role is he playing and who's controlling him? What, what, he's puppeted for sure. He's puppeted. But who's puppeting? Who's pulling the strings? That's the first question you have to ask yourself. The sure. other question is, uh, you know, this has been confirmed over and over and over and over again, which is who is in Washington, D.C.? Nobody. He's never, he has never entered the White House. I said this back on January 20th of 2020. I came, you know, I came over to Canthea's and I'm like, this is not the White House. And these are the reasons why and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So he has never stepped foot in there. There's lots of things that he has never done. And there's all kinds of weird anomalous things that say this isn't right. I remember the morning of January 20th, I woke up. And I wanted to hear this I, I was it was I was sick to my stomach over it, truthfully, but I wanted to hear the inauguration. And what I noticed immediately was when I went to log in and I, I got logged in and I was I was at like ten minutes to um, nine here, which would be ten minutes to noon East Coast time, he was already being sworn in. Well that's not constitutional, period, end of story. Something's terribly wrong with this. So right away there were all kinds of clues that said this is a show, and if you're paying attention to the clues, you would notice these things. But most people, it, it's not going to notice. And, and like, like I said, I, I have looked at at cue. I don't run my life by cue, but I look at that and I go, "Well, wait a minute. We were given all kinds of clues about this. That's the only reason I know to look for certain clues, anyway. Sometimes I would just miss them if I wasn't already cued up for it. And like, am I seeing this? Am I not seeing this? Okay. So you know, whether you believe in that or not, it's really not the point. The point is, is that this person appears not to have ever stepped foot into the White House. And there's pictures of the White House with weeds growing in the front of it. I mean, people taking, you know, um, citizen journalists going up there and saying like, well, there's, there's weeds growing in the front yard of the White House. Something's terribly wrong here. And pictures midday. There's not a car on the streets, basically. There's hardly anyone there. It's a ghost town. That's why I think the trucker thing is the wrong thing to do, uh, to go to Washington, D.C. But that's what, we, that's what we've got. So um, does that help answer that?
0: I'm not sure if it helps. I'm just really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just trying to get a, a better handle on this, according to your, your, your theory. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's an awful lot of other things going on in the world this week. Um, I think the COVID has, has passed. Well, at least according to in the UK and that they've, they decided that uh they're not going to continue with the mandates anymore so this thursday all of the mandates were over uh which is which is great news of course it's is it the, uh, the still before the storm or is it uh, is it really great news but either way at least people can take a breath of fresh air um but but it's amazing how many people you know either they have stockholm um what's the, what's the phrase
4: Syndrome. Syndrome.
0: There we go. Thank you. Uh, or you know, they've been brainwashed very, very well uh, because people complaining that they're saying, well, it, it's, it's this is dangerous. It's reckless. What is this prime minister doing? You know, why is Boris Johnson saying this when when it's not safe? You know, we should wear a mask and we should all be in, injected with this awful stuff, and so on. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, right. So there are, of course, many, 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 many people who do not agree with that. And there are many people taking a, a you know, a breath of fresh air. Um, but these this is what the BBC, the bullshit and brainwashing corporation, is putting out there, and a lot of the other mainstream media. And of course, it's very selective, isn't it? Because the people are selected according to the narrative they want to they want to show. Uh that's nothing new. So that, that that's that's quite interesting. We so actually, we'll see. Sorry? As I say, it's not just the UK. There are many, many more places as well. I understand in the U.S. as well that the the mandates uh, uh, being withdrawn, certainly mask wearing and so on. You mentioned earlier in in the show.
4: It's interesting. Yeah, because at the same time, I read an article, uh, which I haven't uh, been able to confirm all the stuff, but I read an article just before getting on here about a lot of states now putting into place the uh, passport situation, the digital ID. So the digital ID now no longer uh, supposedly attached to, the, to the, the jab, but what are we doing with digital ID? I mean, and is this part of the movie? Because like I said, was Trudeau puppeted to show what the banking system would do to people if they were allowed to uh, progress with the nefarious plan? Or was he just a dumb shit and stepped in it? I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. For sure, it it caused a firestorm that went around the world. And I believe that, you know, like I said, the banksters are at the bottom of everything. So the banksters are like, oh, no, you know, we can't have this. That shows our plan.
2: So I'd like to welcome our returning guest, Louis Herms. He's been on the show several times. And he is the force behind ScrewBigGov.com. His telegram channel is also ScrewBigGov. Lewis is a patriot, and his sharp intellect drills down to the truth behind the appearances. His insights have caused listeners to really question what's going on, and many have awakened to the game that is being played. Hey, Lewis, welcome to The Other Side of the News. Good to have you back.
6: Well, pleasure to be back on with all of you. Hi, Lewis. Uh, Hello, sir. I actually have a lot of takes on this, but it's um, – I think we could all agree on one thing. We are are in weird, screwed-up times right now, and I think all of you are right and all of us are wrong at the same time. And what I mean by that is – there's a lot of optics going on and we're intentionally being lied to and frankly I actually think we're being lied to by good guys and bad guys because we're we're in a war a digital information war and there's a lot of things that we can't just can't release that being said so I try to go down down the rabbit holes but then I also peek my head up and just try to look at facts so I look at you know what seems to be factual if we go back a little bit I mentioned this today is so if you notice President Trump when he was running for election this will, you'll hear how this will be relevant in a second but President Trump when he was running for re-election in 2020 he actually was proposed to that they change MAGA into CAG Keep America Great And he made a big announcement of why he wasn't going to go keep America great. And he ended up keeping MAGA. My opinion is the only reason why he would have done that is if he knew he was going to step back for a while. And which goes along with the theory, maybe not everything is what we believe it to be. So in my opinion, he absolutely – it would have been a no-brainer because he was saying how many wonderful things he did for the United States – he would have went with CAG, keep America great. Why would he say make America great again if he already made America great? Doesn't make any sense. The reason why is because he knew just as he did when he, he did an announcement in front of the whirlpool executives, in front of the boxes that were painted gold. Of course, his face and hair was gold at the time. What he mentioned, if anybody recalls, is there's a lot of evil people that don't like me, so I will be stepping back for a while. These were his words. Very interesting timing.
2: All right, it's break time. You're listening to The Other Side of the News. Our returning guest tonight is Louis Herms. We're having a lively roundtable discussion. The show is called On the Brink. And co-hosting with me are Annette Druskell, Timothy Saunders, and myself, Kinthea.
7: One of the ways that this organized crime system has been able to monopolize the media and has been able to uh, control the government, to control perception at a, on a wide scale, is because it's the banks at the core And they've been given the privilege of creating money out of thin air using a technique called fractional reserve banking. Where the central banks backstop the money center banks to create money out of thin air. So when you go to get a loan, whether it's a mortgage or a car loan, that's not deposit money that they're loaning you. Uh, they just credit your account with some dollar credits and you're off to the races. And then you spend the rest of your life paying interest on a mortgage that somebody created out of thin air And that's the reason why the bank is the largest building in every city on the planet. Because they're making outrageous profits by getting to loan money at interest that they created out of thin air. This is Etienne de la Boissy Squared, the author of Government, The Biggest Scam in History, Exposed. And some of my favorite conversations are the ones that I have on the other side of the news. With Timothy, Annetta, and Cynthia. Thank you for doing what you do and providing the service that you provide.
4: Welcome back to The Other Side of the News. Tonight's show is on the brink, and we're having a roundtable discussion. And our return guest, Lewis Arams, is here to talk about some of the relevant topics going on in the news right now.
6: So the 2020 election, which everybody knows, or anybody with, you know, two brain cells to rub together understands that that was rigged. But I think President Trump knew it. I think they needed this whole thing to play out. and I. Based on my research, and it goes as deep as the Kazarian mafia, and this is how I tie it to Ukraine: is the Khazarian mafia and U- Ukraine are one, and there's a lot of evidence that we can talk about that. But I don't know if we have enough time. The reason why I mention that is that means they're deep state, and the deep state is tied to Joe Biden. The deep state is tied to Hillary Clinton. The deep state is tied to George Soros, and it goes on and on and on. And there's there's It seems like there is evidence of bioweaponry going on there and where the gain-of-function financing may have ended up in the Ukraine. So what's really interesting is, is there's two territories on the edge of Ukraine and Russia. What most people don't understand is Ukraine has actually been encroaching on Russia for years, just foot by foot, almost daily. So those are actually Russian citizens. The two of the first places that Putin hit were that. Now, it's interesting. I've heard many stories that Putin has surrounded Chernobyl. Now, the mainstream media came out immediately and denied that. Well, that almost tells me it's true because the mainstream media vehemently – sorry for my wordage – denied that. So why Chernobyl? Well – most people in the know know that they've been covering up chernobyl for a long time that there's probably no more nuclear waste issues there but they've had they've had it quarantined off for so long what a perfect place for the deep state to operate and hide so if i'm right and he has surrounded chernobyl that will scare the you know what out of the deep state because i would assume that they would be hiding there. So I think, to summarize this, my long-windedness, that the deep state is in Ukraine, and this is a direct attack on the deep state. And I do believe that there is communication, probably with the Trump team and some military here, how we're not going to go in and they don't have much to worry about because i believe this is a a joint operation not in the kinetic sense but a joint operation in the planning aspect of it so i hope i summarize and that's kind of my take on what's going on now tied back to
0: trump originally knowing this was all going to go down well which may support the idea that the whole thing is scripted as i say i'm not saying there are no casualties but it does seem kind of scripted, in my opinion. Yes. Um, but to play devil's advocate, which I think is essential in, in this type of conversations, is that yeah. one of the comments I believe that Putin said or was shown to, to, to be said this week was that he was looking at the big picture and looking to uh, look after the safety of the majority of the people something along those lines I, that's not a direct quote at all and that that caught my eye uh if 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 you're planning some form of modern military uh invasion is a big word uh but let's just say one country moves in to secure and make safe another country obviously taking control then it is essential to surround airports let's say manufacturing centers for arms or bioweapons or whatever you know you, you just mentioned but also things like nuclear uh, installations because if if there is somebody who doesn't agree with this this you know takeover the, this 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 invasion that has been alleged uh, on on the ma- uh, mass media, then presumably you know that that person with a little bit of knowledge could potentially make something like a, a, a nuclear power station or even a, you know a, an ex damaged nuclear power station uh, less than safe by you know an act of terrorism, for example. So it it, it could be a logical step is just to secure Chernobyl because. It, it has potential danger it It doesn't in my opinion necessarily mean that that is a secret base for the deep state It, it could be I, I don't it, it could potentially be mm-hmm. but I don't think that, that it's it's a logical answer to say it, it's a, it's a leap to get there is what I'm trying to say Lewis. No, you I you be right.
6: Well no, I actually think it's fair. In fact I mentioned this on my program yesterday that a logical step for any military would be to to surround. Uh, Chernobyl t- to make sure, especially if they think they're going after bad guys, because the bad guys, let's say the deep state is in Ukraine, which I, I really know they are, they would have no problem with blowing up Chernobyl and blaming it on the Russians. Now, mm-hmm. here's my big clue. So it's not that I disagree with that, but here's the big clue if they were just surrounding Chernobyl, there'd be no reason for the mainstream media to deny that's happening. But we know the mainstream media is absolutely puppeted. Well, I, I believe it's a CIA DARPA operation, but it's definitely puppeted by the deep state. So the their denial alone is is my circumstantial evidence that there's something deeper going on there because they would have no reason to deny it because it, it it's a normal military operation, as you say. So that was the first thing I thought about. And then the more I, I remembered how and I researched back about all the things – that supposedly, and I'm not saying factually, supposedly go on underneath uh, Chernobyl, it makes sense also that they would go there. And I do really, really believe this is a deep state takedown. So um, that that's how I surmise that that's why they're around Chernobyl. But your, your hypothesis or your theory would make sense because that's actually the same thing I said yesterday – but the mainstream media would not be denying it if that was the case, in my in my opinion.
2: It's I'd just, like to hear a little more about those bioweapon labs that they say are in the Ukraine. That to me really perked my interest.
6: Well, it, it's interesting actually. So uh, they actually had these laboratories listed on the website of the UN, and they were taken down today. Isn't that interesting? now i they weren't all called bio labs; they were called laboratories, you know, so on and so on so forth, but they've tracked the gain of function and the funding back to several of these labs uh they say eleven, I haven't verified that they're eleven um The good news is those laboratories the information on them have been archived off the u n s website, so the United Nations. I've gone deep deep into that before. It's it's 100% a luciferian operation and there's that's documented though, but I know I know we don't want to go deep into that, but if you can make that leap and understand that the UN definitely would not want to show that there's laboratories or bio laboratories that happen to be in the same exact markers where the Russians Took out those places. I think they took out seven just yesterday alone.
4: They did. That's what I. That's what I. uh, When I was looking into it, it was seven out of eleven. The last I had checked.
2: Yeah. And I understand they're American owned.
6: Well, it's interesting that you would say that. So, okay. So if if we understand the deep deep state, everything goes at least five or six levels. So just to give you an example in this in the. I live in a town of 60,000 in Ventura, California, and we've tracked down that, even though it's a conservative town, one of the city councilmen was funded by George Soros's group, but it's not direct. It's like five levels we had to to go back and dig in. It's almost like reverse engineering to find it. So I guess there are some direct American involvement and financing for there, but I think you have to dig far enough to get to it so it goes through a, a few levels before you can actually find that. So I won't take that completely yet until I see the information.
4: The thing is, is one thing we know factually beyond a shadow of a doubt is the amount of money laundering that has gone on for decades out of Ukraine. So the idea that they would hide these like shell corporations inside of each other mm-hmm. is, is certainly... Uh, a possibility there, a strong possibility. Well,
6: it's, mm-hmm. I, I think people may be surprised when this is all said and done. Zelensky may not be an enemy of Russia, and Zelensky's the president of the Ukraine.
4: I, I don't, I don't know, believe he is.
6: Yeah, I don't know if you've covered this on your show tonight, but Zelensky has has had several chances. He was on a phone call, and, and this one is documented, with Joe Biden. And he, he, Biden says, Well, we can do this, we can do that. He goes, Oh, I don't need your support. We're good to go. Okay. Why would he do that? The other thing is, he's not, he doesn't, he's clearly not defending Putin's actions, but he just five hours ago publicly said, Well, yeah, I don't think this is over yet. I think, I think Russians going to take a couple more things over. But he's not saying he's fighting back. He's not saying what he's going to do about it. It's very odd. The way mm-hmm. he's – he's, but there's also been speculation that he's anti-deep state, and that was years ago. I don't know that to be true or not mm-hmm. because I, I don't want to put out something that I don't know. But that is very interesting that I heard that years ago, and now it he doesn't seem to be pushing back very much. And supposedly he thinks – I'm not he, but supposedly the world thinks NATO and the United Nations would support him. So why is he just kind of kicking back and letting this take take place? These mm-hmm. are very interesting things. I, I think it will pan out within the next few weeks. So we'll find out.
2: The other thing the other thing that uh comes to my awareness is the videos I've been seeing of the people dancing. I know. <laughs> yeah. The Russians well, are there. Yay.
6: Two, two of those areas that they're the that they took over previously was um in the Russia's territory, and those are those are Russians. So they're calling them Ukrainians. Now the Ukrainians may actually also be celebrating, but I think the, a lot of those videos are Russians feeling like their homeland has come back to them. Not that they. uh huh That's just my opinion.
2: Right, Aneta. What were the, what were those families? All the families you were listening listening to me this afternoon that are embedded in. The deep state families there in the Ukraine. Well, Well, we know, obviously, Biden's son, but who else?
4: Well, I wouldn't say that these are the only deep state families. What I was talking about were the Americans that that people in the U.S. would be very familiar with these names. So um, what's interesting is that these politicians, and these are career, lifelong politicians, uh, which is questionable in and of itself, so I also want to bring up another little piece. It's not little, actually. It's huge. And that is how all the sons of all of these crime families are involved in Ukraine. They're all on these gas and oil boards, Oh, Barisma, being one of them. It's John Kerry's son, or it's actually his stepson, but he's on there. Uh, Biden, Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi's son, there's a number of Basically all of the crime families. So the Clintons are involved, the Obamas, Bushes, and of course the Bidens. And then there's all of the other, there's Adam Shifty Shift and Pelosi and uh, Kerry and, you know, oh, and let's not forget, we'll uh, see McCain. And there's another one I'm not remembering right now. So what's going on there? Well, I can figure it out. I mean, I, I think that looks like, Wow, that's one of the, one of the many ways to launder money thing is, what I've been doing is poking around, and and I'm hoping that I can bring a full presentation of this next week about the financial connections. I always am talking about follow the money, follow the money. Well, here's a classic case. So we we have David Martin out there doing lots of research. He's an excellent researcher, and he has found all these patents. Well, if you look at these patents, and you look at the companies they're connected to, there's another pattern that emerges. And that is, there is this whole a really nefarious connection with all of these companies that were created and their companies to track and trace pandemics and vaccinations and all of the, I mean, really, really bad news stuff. They are connected to all of these bio labs that are currently being wiped out in Ukraine. So in case people aren't aware of this, that I think is one of the main things that's going on here. The The cabal is being wiped out, including all of their nefarious businesses. So this looks like bioweapon labs. It looks like human trafficking. It looks like illicit drugs. That's why all this stuff is being blown up and taken out. That's what we're looking at there. We're not looking at a war with the Ukrainian people. Know that there are massive, massive connections between all of these crime families from the United States These bio labs and they're, oh, by the way, they're all connected to Wuhan and China and all that, too. So let's not let's not lose track of all that. And it's it's all connected to Germany. It's 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 a it's really, really an octopus with way more than eight legs. And then we also have to look at all of a sudden there was a firestorm of all kinds of. uh, Hmm. You know, uh, social media posts screaming about, oh my gosh, we've got to protect the Ukrainian people, and we we have to protect it over there, and protect and protect. Yeah, because if if uh, the top blows off of this, which it will, uh, and then all of their crimes get revealed. And remember that last week, uh, we have short memories, but remember that last week when it was, uh, well, war is inevitable. Well, unlike Afghanistan, where it's like, oh. no no war is inevitable it's just not going to happen and there was no preparation this one though they said oh well we're going to have war we're going to have war and they went in and they closed the consulates and embassies and they and they took all of the computers and all the records and destroyed them so look at the contrast look at the difference and then look at who is screaming the loudest that we must go in and protect uh the uh the the Ukrainian people from Russia, Russia, Russia. Have we heard this before? The same people that were claiming all of this. Look, these are the same people that did all the stuff. All of their crimes will be revealed through this. They don't want us over there and seeing this. And and that's that's my viewpoint. I I bet my cat food budget on it. Right. So <laughs> that's a big thing for me. So um, there we go. That's what I think. So did that help answer that?
2: Mm, yeah. Yes, it does. I do find it really damning that all of the sons are, quote, employed by the oil industry and they know nothing. And they're, they're paid these exorbitant, exorbitant salaries. It's ridiculous.
4: Yeah, well, well Crackhead Hunter got paid eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But that's the that's the smaller part. That's the salary. But there's all these other kickbacks and all these other bonuses and all these. There's also this huge. Uh, uh, facility that they went over there and i remember posting about this over a year ago uh i'm trying to think of it. i think it was called a paradigm a paragum or something like that and it was a house and it it had tunnels it had uh, uh things to attach people to walls and had human flesh that's it, i saw pictures in there now you know we could make this up but it was very odd that this story came up um it was very nefarious stuff maybe uh Maybe Lewis can fill in on that I'm not sure but uh, this was all this was the Bidens compound over there in Ukraine. The Bidens have this compound in Ukraine. In fact, all these families do. Isn't that interesting? I don't know anyone who has their vacation home over in Ukraine except for
2: deep state. So it is a strange place for a vacation home and why all there and not other places right.
4: So do you remember that, Lewis? Did you, did you the, when they raided that place that the Bidens had?
6: Yeah. Um, what's, I think what's most interesting is, and I don't know or remember all, all the details, but it, some of this actually came out on mainstream media. Yes, right. As an, they, of course, they position it as an attack on the Bidens, Right. But all I think Kinthea said at the best is, what a strange place for a vacation home. You know, and we... There's a saying that's been going around for the last four years, but I actually absolutely agree with it, is there's too many coincidences are really mathematically impossible. So the, the writing really is on the walls that that's a deep state haven. And in my opinion... Most of them have been taken down, but I think the last three to go are Ukraine, Switzerland, and Israel. And people will say, "What? Are you crazy?" But I mean, I've done a lot of studying on Switzerland. In fact, I think my first show with you guys on, were on was on Switzerland. Switztica. <laughs> yep, exactly. And it's you know it's proving to be to be right, and all roads seem to lead there. Um, but it's very interesting. Is Ukraine was a great place for them to hide because of Russia? And it sounds really weird. Why would you want to hide by somebody that may be after you? Well, it's the best place to do is hide in the hide in the shadow of your enemy. That's that. That's what I I believe. And Ukraine. And Russia was used. So th- let me explain this, if I can articulate it properly. So, if we can assume—now, I I already know this, but I I know a lot of listeners don't know this. So I'm going to make an—I want them to have—we're going to play a little a game here. If you can assume that you you the United Nations and NATO are really not for the benefit of the world and they have their own personal agendas and they're part of the deep state. If you can make that leap, this next part will make a lot of sense. Because if that's true, who do they demonize the most? It's Russia, 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 like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So it's Russia who's demonized the most. Therefore, best thing they can do in order to justify their forces is put them in protection of where? Ukraine, which is the border country to Russia. So it actually makes a lot of sense for the deep state to be there because they can justify having all this protection and all the forces right there, where they couldn't justify doing it in a country like Switzerland, which is hyper-neutral. So I do believe they have those in the three places I, I aforementioned, but they definitely have a stronghold in Ukraine because they have the support of the United Nations and the NATO. By the way, you don't see the United Nations or the NATO stepping up to do anything right now, which tells you they may have been cut off at the knees a while ago. This is very interesting to watch it play out from a different perspective. And frankly, if we just watch the mainstream media and reverse it. I think we'll know exactly what's really going on. Um, I believe it was MSNBC. I went through. I went through the three main main websites yesterday for the mainstream media: Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. And I believe it was MSNBC. It was really interesting. Is they flat out their headlines were making up things that they have evidence that Russia's intent is to cause uh, major um, crimes against humanity like that was part of their plan, which is that's the ludicrous statement. But right next to it, and this is how MKUltra works, almost in, in 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 a bigger picture was a George Floyd mural. And be, below it, it talked about how Putin was possibly a racist. These are not accidents. They subliminal message in the circle, if you can visualize that. So I, I, I believe this is a time for – I call them normies or people that may not have dug deep into the rabbit hole. Take a breath for a second and, and let's see how this plays out. I'm not suggesting that, that you pick the side that I'm on where I believe they're attacking the deep state. But I suggest that you may want to look at this with a critical eye because it is not what it seems to be. And the mainstream media is flat out lying, right? this And this, it's easy to detect right now, which is very interesting.
4: I would also say, uh, so when we look at Ukraine, the only commercial flights going out of Iran were coming to Ukraine. There's a big connection, and this is also a government that was completely infiltrated. Uh, it is a, a color revolution that happened there. Mm-hmm. And then we can also look at Kazakhstan, which is, has, has gone through their fall, and we know that the deep state was making that their capital city. The symbolism is unbelievable. Uh, with all their buildings and stuff, it's it's incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's uh, and then I I would also say I would add to your list, uh, besides Switzerland and Israel, and we know Israel will be last, is, um, the uh, look at Taiwan, uh, Taiwan, you know, there's there's stuff going on around that too because we know that the Chinese is completely infiltrated with deep state. And I again I feel that you know again this is can't confirm this but President Yi in in China the people of China are not in agreement with the people that have taken over and, and taken power in that country and they've they're they're dictators absolutely dictators over there and they've got the same kind of problem with the deep state infiltration so this is a, a worldwide thing I, I actually when I listened uh, to several interviews in the last couple of days that Trump had, he indicated quite clearly that we should be paying attention to Taiwan next, right after the Olympics. Oh, it will certainly be an interesting time after the Olympics. Well, it certainly has been an interesting week. And then he goes right into talking about Taiwan after that. So that's how I would interpret that. That's just me. but
6: Right. Um, if I can interject really quick, this, this is May – piss a lot of people off i think we may be surprised to find that uh g may not be as bad as a guy is he's projected to be
4: that's what i think
6: and i oh do you okay <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. because uh, from what i'm studying is the the they okay so for in, in russia where it's filled with oligarchs right mm-hmm. and they've slowly have been getting so the way the central bank went and most people know that Putin kicked the central bank out of Russia well then a lot of their oligarchs fell by the way, which means they were deep state. In China, it's, it's, it's virtually the same thing. It's a bunch of billionaires, it's oligarchs that have puppeted the government for a while. and um, I believe it's a, it's a split country, Very similar to what I believe is going on in the United States right now. So if she goes into Taiwan, it will publicly look like a sign of weaknesses, weakness on Biden's part. But I believe what you're indicating, which is true, and you can see it in the symbolism, there's a massive deep state in Taiwan. So a lot of this stuff is going to play out. Differently than the original optics. But remember where we get the optics from. That's why I'm shocked that people. Even even trust anything. That's coming through the mainstream media. Because. Everybody. That's at least in. The know. Or or awake. Knows that the mainstream media. Is intentionally been manipulating us. I'll go as far as MK Ultra. To us. For decades and decades. So but i still watch people that supposedly are awake or in the know and they 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 fall back into it that easy but why would you believe anything they've said when we've been manipulated forever it's it will play out for you if you look at the mainstream media which i do just because i know it's literally the opposite in most cases of what's really really going on and Well, I'm going to say this is fun to watch. I don't mean because of the death and the destruction. That's horrible, right? But the fact that this is literally what us crazy, whacked out, tinfoil hat wearing truthers have been saying for two and a half years that this is how it's going to play out. It's almost by the letter of the law we've predicted all of this. It
4: cannot be an accident. No, it can't. And, you know, the the whole thing with this playing out like this, again, it's how many coincidences is mathematically impossible. This is all playing out exactly. It's not, it actually isn't rocket science. It's actually a matter of do you do your research and what adds up and what doesn't. Go back to the money trails, always the money trails, the central bank. They're at the heart of all this. So if you follow the money, you follow who's been opposed to the central banks, what's really going on. And then also the symbolism will be their downfall is another phrase we hear all the time. Well, look at the symbolism. Look at these places that we're talking about. Massive, massive. In And also these vassal states had all this symbolism. The city of London, uh, the Vatican. I mean, look at the symbolism. Look at the symbolism in Washington, D.C. You can see the pattern now. Once your eyes are open, you can't miss it. So... I I just think I think we're actually in this really exciting part. We haven't even talked about all the stuff that's about to let go. Uh, the Durham report, you know, hang on about the Durham report again, but you know, the the Durham report, we've we've only seen 3 three indictments come out. We know that there's literally hundreds of thousands of them in there and so we haven't even seen the first drip basically on that. Right. If
6: I can talk about symbolism real quick, and I, I don't want to take up the whole show, so you guys feel free to cut me off. So I did a little a video yesterday kind of explaining how important the symbolism is to what I call the deep state. So to give you an example, historically there's something called the Kazarian Mafia that started to take a stronghold – from, I think it was 100 A.D. to about 800 A.D., and then they had a battle with Russia, and Russia Russia made them make a choice because they were practicing Babylonian, well, Babylonian black magic is what it really was, so satanic rituals. And then Russia at the time said, you know, you have to make a choice of three religions, pick Christianity, Judaism, and I believe the other one could have been...
4: It was Islam.
6: Yeah, I believe it was Islam. So, the, so, and they picked Judaism, but that was a front because then what they did for the next 400 years, they practiced black magic in the dark and they did a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. We're talking pedophilia, uh, uh, satanic rituals, uh, certain type of bloodletting and, and uh, killing people all over. So what happened is they, they were planning their, the demise of Russia over a, almost, almost a 500-year period, and they went went into England, they took over the central banks, and then they they gave it to the Rothschilds, and the Rothschilds owned the central banking system throughout the world. And then when they gathered enough money and resources, they went into Russia. A lot of people don't understand this. During the Bolshevik Revolution, they, between rape, uh, dismemberment, torture, and murder, It affected over 100 million people, way more than the Holocaust did, right? That was the Bolshevik Revolution, and that was the beginning of the deep state right there. So what happens is – and this is where I'm going to tie it in. This would be very interesting. So if you were to look at the Prince of Khazar and his emblem and then look at the Khazarian mafia's crest – By God, guess what? It's the same crest that on the special forces police in where? The Ukraine. Ukraine. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it is absolutely tied together. So and it goes historically that far back. So it is a stronghold of the deep state. And that's why I take if people think I'm crazy, I totally understand. I get it, especially if you've been watching the news. Take a breath for a minute. Don't even do your research and just watch this thing play out. And I think people will be shocked in the in, in the end. It's deep. It is very deep and dark.
4: It is, and and that symbolism, you know, they are very connected to that symbolism. But it's true. If you take the center of that crest, uh, the Prince of Khazar, and you look at the uh, you look at the badge on those uniforms, it's the same. It's identical. It's it's that. But it's just so, a coincidence, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, just, yeah. just like a few other things, right? So.
2: <laughs> I'm just fascinated listening to this dot to that dot. It's um, it's a it, lot to take in, and it
6: is, it really is.
2: And even so, it it seems to make sense.
6: Yeah, and it, you know, it, it is a lot to take in, and what I've been called kind of you know for fun the the 4d bridge which you know there's this in the spiritual community they believe we're in a 3d and we're moving into 5d whether you believe it or not i i i feel my my job i'm my place on this earth is to help people awake and i've learned that you can't shove the information down their throat and i i teach um Red pilling through acclimation and what what that means, for example, is I can't just tell somebody, hey, uh, you know you want to talk about 9 eleven? Sure, hey, just so you know George Bush caused 9 eleven and there was, there's was billions of dollars of gold underneath tower seven and and you know they blew up the towers on on per on purpose with fake planes mm-hmm. you've lost them. You know, if yeah. you're talking, to, if you're talking to somebody, you've lost them at that moment. So we we need to acclimate people in the conversation. So I may ask a question and say, "Did you know uh, World Trainers uh, World uh, Tower World Sorry Trade Tower Seven fell the same day? Many people didn't know that. And I said, "Well, did did you know that a plane never hit the tower? Did you, did you know that it was on fire for hours before it fell? Did you know that the closest building that fell to it was over 300 feet away and there was a building between it and no debris hit the building? Wow, didn't know, I didn't know that. So why do you think it fell? Doesn't make sense, does it? Maybe they were covering something up. Did you know that the the in in Great Britain – I love what the name that uh, Timothy said for the BBC, by the way, today. But did you know in Great Britain they announced that Tower 7 fell live when it was in the background 15 minutes before it did? Little questions like that open people up to a larger conversation. I'm not going to tell anybody that, that these crazies are sucking on adrenochrome in my first conversation. They have to start to be open to – Basic little, well, what if, and then go digging. So that's why I don't want to shove shove down the throat of everybody right now that it that it, there's that a definitely a takedown of the deep state. That's my opinion. I just say be a little patient. I think we're going to see the outcome may surprise a lot of people.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually deep in the fog of war, but I'm actually really feeling super positive about this. Looking at all of the things happening, watching. The lady does protest too much or however that's said. I can't remember right now. But, you know, looking at who's saying what, looking at the mainstream media, seeing what they're trying to cover, what they're they're saying is happening, getting caught. This is really interesting. I mean, even a few years ago. Okay, so one thing, censorship's one thing, right? We didn't have censorship. Now we have massive censorship. So what happened? We developed all these alternative platforms to get around the censorship. Now, no one's watching CNN, basically. There's, they have almost no viewership, but we've got great viewership on all these other kinds of platforms. So now we're catching them in the lies. We're saying, oh, look, here's like that one picture I was talking about. Oh, here's this picture from about, uh, you know, six months ago. And here's the same guy, same name, same everything from a different uh, CNN place. And, uh, oh, he just died again today. Oh, wow. Look at that same guy we're catching them in their lives. It's a really interesting time. And I, I think, you know, what a fascinating time to be alive, maybe difficult, but very fascinating. <laughs> Not like we have a
6: choice. <laughs> Timothy. So I have a question for you. When you mentioned Bill Gates and him talking about the Omicron variant and how, the, how that was that worked, why do you think he would say that? What's your opinion on that? Just not, not, I'm not looking for facts. Straight Just, off. What's your top, opinion? Why do you think he would say something like that?
0: Straight off top of my head, I think he's scripting an illusion that it's over in full knowledge that he has something else planned coming later. He's actually quote, been quoted to have said, the next one will be blah, blah, blah. And obviously the research goes on, the development goes on with all of the the, you know, Air quotes vaccines, right? So I, I think yeah, I think he's. This is the end of this chapter, which is scripted. I think there will be a break, and there will be another chapter. For example, so, the UK legislation. I'm not saying everything revolves around the UK. It's just I happen to follow that more than sure Taiwan, sure. for example. But you know they said it's the end of all mandates, uh, but they also said, but we will be offering a fourth jab to the vulnerable and a fifth one in the autumn so in other words they're just putting the foundations there for the next chapter
6: so do you believe that this uh, the jab is some form of a, of a bioweapon or do you believe it's just a, f- a failed big pharma deal
0: i think it's more than just a, an experimental vaccine yes i think i think it's it's has something in it and Well, I cannot prove it in any way at all. I think it's somehow connected with it it becomes something in it, which is an interface, which reacts with, for example, you know, 4g, or even 5g. I don't know. I mean, this just seems a huge correlation that two big pushes were 5g and COVID. They were totally like oil and water that everybody has to stop working, except for the five G people that carried on pushing it out, um, and then also the first censorship that I was aware of, if people mentioned five G and COVID in the same sentence, then it was banned off YouTube. That was going back a couple of years, but that that to me is there's a correlation there that hasn't I haven't managed to dis- make disappear yet.
6: Yeah, uh, I agree. I believe in fact, if I if I remember, five G was first tested in Wuhan. And then it was tested in, in Italy. And isn't that funny that you had the first COVID breakout in Wuhan and then in Italy after that? Yeah. Just right. Interesting, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in Milan where they had the hottest hotspot. It was interesting because when we, we interviewed uh, several guests that were really uh, knowledgeable about 5G and electromagnetic fields, etc they were extraordinarily hesitant to draw that corollary. And we kept trying to encourage them because we knew that was the case. And then we had an interview with Beverly Rubric, and she did not want to talk about it on the first one. But by the time she came around for the second interview, she had then released a paper. And actually, I was listening to an interview this week where her paper was referred to in the interview with this other person. And it's one of the only... uh, papers that's been published that actually clarifies and proves that there is an absolute correlation between the 5g and the covid crap so that's beverly rubric
7: so
6: this is for everybody but um timothy would you would you believe that there's a this is a, a world depopulation event like the georgia guidestones type thing
0: I would say if it is, it hasn't happened yet because I, I think despite the fact that lots of people have lost their lives during this so-called COVID pandemic, I don't think anything like the numbers have been achieved according to anything, according, yeah, according to the Georgia Guidestones. I mean, if, if I think it's more like this is the, the installation and the depopulation, is something yet to come.
6: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I've I've always thought that this was the test, that mm-hmm. that this is this is their rollout to test and see it. Now, I do believe, and you know, maybe I'm wearing my rose-colored glasses, that this thing is it's thwarted, and that the test failed and it's being exposed. I'm, I mean, when when you can get 1.4 million Australians in one city that that houses 400,000 people because of this vaccine and the mandates mm-hmm. people are waking up and um, unfortunately for the deep state without people asleep almost none of their agendas can ever work because they'll yeah. be th- thwarted so this this test i i believe and I, a lot of you know people that have dead family members inc- well including myself but a lot of people would disagree because they're looking at it from a myopic standpoint. But in, in my opinion, this test failed, and this is the, the beginning of the end of the deep state. So I think in the long run, we'll look back at this as going to be a turning point in history that was maybe pretty good. And, you know, I am putting my rose-colored glasses on, but I have, a, I have some evidence anecdotally to believe that.
0: Well, I think there are lots of teams out there all some of them acting in unison some not um and there's obviously sort of you know there's narratives within narratives as we know that that kind of you know pyramidal structure happens i mean i think that we're into like sort of you know the dark dark matter areas in things we cannot see you know the dark web people say oh the dark web but i mean what do they mean they just mean they don't understand what's there it's like dark matter. We don't understand what it is. Dark energy. We don't understand what it is. It's just a lack of, it's total obscurity, it isn't? Lack of awareness of even what it is. It could be huge. It could be tiny. We don't know. So it's it's a lack of understanding. For example, I mean, you take this on any level. You know, some people say I've said myself. I think this is an economic pandemic. But they printed so much money that money is not the thing that we're short of now. I mean, you know, if if they can print 60% of all money in the last two years, then why didn't they just print 70% or 120% or whatever it is and just have more money? So it's not about money. It's not about health, that's obvious. I think it's about the control. So I think it's the digital ID thing. And I think the vaccine is obviously the control system, it's the fear mongering, and it, it it's, I think there's some interface. Like for example, I, again, I don't know for 100%, I can't prove it, but people say there's graphene oxide in this stuff. Maybe there is, maybe there's a small amount, I don't know, but people say there is. But the qualities of graphene oxide are very similar. But I think we've even talked about this on, on the show together before, but the qualities of graphene oxide and mercury are very similar although they're very different and that they're very good interface between a radio signal or energy should we say and the host mercury you can even have like a a tv antenna in a bowl of mercury and and it will receive it will discern a picture It, it it's not like a direct tuner but it can work that way and it's a very odd thing graphene oxide is a very good electrical conductor very good electromagnetic conductor, it's a very good um, interface again. So I think it's odd that these two materials are in vaccines, which are both very good interfaces. And I do not really see any other reason why they should be there. You know, it's not for health. So that's something that I can't make go out of my head. The 5G. Okay. But I don't think we need 5G. I think 4G. I think, I mean, this LRAD that happens in, in Canada you know, people burnt faces chap lips and everything else i mean you don't need necessarily 5g because it can happen at different frequencies i mean obviously there are bands where it's more possible than others so radio frequency of some type i mean and also the other thing is that you know 5g is going up but 6g is being developed 7g is being developed samsung of you know long long time ago said we're all developing this so there is a physical problem with telecommunications and that was evident you know 20 years ago is that when you have more people with cell phones you need more um fragmentation otherwise you can't get the The bandwidth to speak so as you have more people with more mobile phones you need to be able to break it down to smaller and smaller pieces so it's kind of logical that the the frequency is going into the millimeter wave it's a much smaller but less far-reaching uh wavelength so there are logical things in there but there's also very illogical things as well Um, Well, the
4: the question i would ask is why are they picking this particular band of frequency that we know is extremely detrimental to health of living beings and where we can actually carry the information if we shift it just slightly we can carry as much if not more information and it doesn't have that same effect on us so you know and years ago uh at the at the beginning of this millennia, they the FCC in this country took all of the analog uh, bandwidth and gave it gave it to the corporations uh, and took it away from the people. And you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, digital is better digital. believe me, it is not better, and it it's not a higher quality. And so, you know, we brainwashed into that, too, thinking, oh, this is better. And it's not it's not only not as good, but it's also detrimental to us. I mean, I was talking to someone today and they were saying, well, how do you know if there's, you know, 5G and stuff? I'm like, well, look around. Do you see any insects? Where did the birds go? They're gone. I'm sitting out in the backyard today on the deck when I'm saying this. Not a single bird was out there. Not one.
0: You do have lots of cats in there, sir.
4: Yes, I do. But uh, no, we, we've always had a lot of birds here. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's an interesting My cats, my
4: cats are flunkies. <laughs>
0: yeah,
6: it's an interesting point, though, with the birds, because I've heard a lot of, ag- again, these are just individual reports. So I can't, it's not even anecdotal evidence, well, a little bit, but of just birds not in neighborhoods anymore, which is very odd to me. And I I had, I didn't connect it to the 5G until just a few months ago. But there's just a lot of reports and i know there's a lot of reports of dead birds falling out of the sky and so on and so forth but it's interesting that maybe it's just because of the platform i'm on but people would report yeah no birds in my neighborhood yeah me neither you know and it it could be the 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 mass effect also one doesn't see a bird so other doesn't see a bird but i I think there's something to it because i tend to pay attention and my my backyard actually has a garden specifically to attract attract birds and hummingbirds
4: what about the nebulized stuff that uh, dane wiggington was talking about with the weather remember the uh the nebulized cold fronts that came through and a lot of the cattle died in colorado because the, the snow came down and it was freezing at a really uh, high temperature which froze the the
0: plastic plastic synthetic snow
4: yeah and yes. it, froze, it froze the noses on the cows and they suffocated that i mean is it something like that
0: well i I think there's something to be said for these pcr thing as well because you know i think if we take away the what they say the cause the reason why we should have pcrs if you take that away and just think about well why would you want to have i mean most people have had so many pcrs it's incredible i know and on a regular basis so it's like, why would you want to do systematic, regular DNA testing on people? Is it because you're nebulizing something in the atmosphere and then seeing how they react to it? And then, you know, there's your name, there's your location. And this is the DNA and how it is now. I mean, is there something going back to, you know, is, is there something in, in the, for example, there, there was, there's a wind here It's a southerly wind. And it's called Lodos here. It's just the name they give it. And when it comes, it's very warm, and it rains a lot. And when rain comes down, it also comes down a lot of sand. Obviously, like the Sahara. Do you remember those videos I showed you, of like the Alps covered in sand?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's pretty odd stuff. That's that's I've not seen sand come all the way up to Switzerland before. Um, but maybe I didn't look for it before. So. What I'm trying to say is that maybe, I don't know, maybe, like I say, there's so many different narratives going on in tandem at the same time, but maybe this is some form of weather control and, and is there something in the atmosphere that is coming down and then we're breathing it in and then it changes. I mean, I felt I had these migraines. I never had migraines before during that Lodos time, the wind. And so is that different than last year? or is that just a coincidence that i'm more stressed this year or i have something else going on this year i don't know but it's odd there are odd things going on and i think that we need to start you know joining these dots but we need to validate them and that's that's the that's the difficult thing there's a speculation but
4: well first you have to have a theory and then you have to validate it so you have to you have to come up with the ideas like well i think that it might be this okay then you then you you start to okay move or disprove it right so
0: so what's the PCR really for
4: right so okay so let's look at that for just a second uh, yeah people have done massive amounts of that there's a lot of, of different things that have come forward saying hey look under a microscope these fibers are the same as um, asbestos it's it is sterilized by uh, ethylene oxide which is a, a, a carcinogen it's going up and going eight inches up into the, to the nasal passage are you kidding that's like going right it, into the blood-brain barrier to, it, that's it, the
6: intention right right eight, and eight
0: inches
4: and is it all about is this part of uh, mind control and torture and submission i would look in that direction i think that's i mean it was a well-known thing used in, in egypt to get the slaves to submit we know that you know so you look at all those things and, and the whole combination with the, the mask and all that. So you start to look at that and you just think, Well, I am a tinfoil hat person, but you know, eventually what happens is is these things become provable after a while. But while we're in that that place, I I'm not gonna throw it out just because I can't absolutely prove it. I can speculate, I can say I think that this might be I, I hear I hear what you're saying about Verifying it, but sometimes you can't verify it until you get enough evidence to verify it I mean, but you have to be looking first. You have to be you know well, the idea comes up, right?
6: Yeah We also have to look at when we talk about Verifying it's it's not as if these people completely lay out their plan for us to investigate it They're very very devious but it's like putting a puzzle together and, and it's frustrating for us because we, I wish we can just, you know, find that document on everything. We find it on some things, but on everything and say this is what they're doing. But if, if you study, go back to the assumption, which I believe is true, that the cabal is run by a Freemasonry doctrine. Well, give you an example. Let's just use the PCR test because that's a great example. So it's multi-intentional. So it's, not, it's never just one thing with them. So they originally used the PCR test. One of the main reasons is because it can the magnification can fake just about anything they're looking for. So that was the original. They knew that they could create more um, false positives with control exactly than any other than any other test. They knew they could do that. So that's how they can make this virus, this fake pandemic look like a pandemic. So that's one of the reasons why they use the PCR test. Another reason is the 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 big pharma has intentionally caused disease and cancer for many, many decades because that's what lines their pocketbooks and that's what keeps their customers flowing. So putting ethylene oxide on it was intentional. Touching the, the, the blood brain barrier was intentional and making it people feel like they're submitting, they feel less than, is intentional. Make, mm-hmm. ha- having people take the test over and over. So I just listed five different reasons for it, but all are very applicable. And this is what the Freemasons have done for years and years and years. It's not all Freemasons, I get that. It's the high level of doctrine. This is what they teach. And they, they teach, great example, Saul so said, never let a crisis go to waste, right? What that means, it doesn't mean just do one thing. It means use everything in your power in or for this crisis to forward their globalist new world order agenda. We are – this is a new world order. I think it's a psyops to say the new world order is coming. It's here. And it's – we are – that's why we are in this fight and that's that's why – Keith and Kinthea and Timothy and Annette do, uh, I'm so blessed to hear people like you all the time because this is what the fight is against. And it doesn't matter that one may have a different conversation or a different opinion or or one may take the leap faster than another. You guys are all on the same page as getting the information out. So I um, totally thank you for that.
0: There's a lot of shit going on at the moment in, 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 in <laughs> the it's, so it, it's like a game of twister on steroids it, it's like you know even queen lizard breath and you know charles they're starting to open they announced again they announced in the media what does that mean they started to announce the coronation plans of charles and well charles is right up there in the sort of the climate bullshitters and yeah. the uh and um, i think most likely i have made a direct connection, but I'm pretty sure there is a direct connection between the World Economic Forum and Charles as well, and certainly Davos and other things like that. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a very dangerous, minuscule-minded puppet. I don't think he's got a big brain at all. I think he's just a a pawn. And I think that if he becomes king of England, I think that's going to be very bad news. So, and I think then, yeah, just think about it. I mean, Darlene, maybe I'm wrong, but I seem to remember that Queen Elizabeth's face is still seen in Canada in certain places, and in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, she may have less power than she used to, but again, what she really does, what she's really capable of behind the scenes is is something else. She may not choose to use the power, but I think she still has powers, mm-hmm. and she's big land owns huge tracts of lands and so on. But I mean, when it comes to actually say, okay, she's Kick the bucket, put Charles in now. Then are all these, you know, people going to take the Queen's face off and put Charles's face on coins and crests and logos and signs and by royalty, you know, by appointment, with the King and all that sort of stuff? Oh, are they going to say fuck that? I've had enough of this. I am going to do something else, or you know, actually, we're not going to do that. Let's just do, you know, the Great Reset instead, or whatever else.
3: They're going to say fuck that because his nose ain't going to fit on the coin.
6: that's
0: a good one that's Uh, funny that's funny uh, he's gonna break a lot of cameras yeah
4: well you know and there's the question about i know this is total you know stick on the the tin tinfoil hat here doesn't look like the same guy to me it's not acting like the same guy are we looking at cgi what you know what are we really looking at here many people feel that the royalties are already then if not taken off the earth plane is not not free to move about on their own i, I don't know where, where are we sitting with all of that again it's like very very confusing
0: well we should see we should see but i think the whole thing is just a script it's an improvisational script the main chapters are all set out not like that we're reliving history from the bible or some prophecy not like that i think it's scripted in the, the next 100 years or whatever is scripted with the name chapter headings. And then people improvise and according to, you know, the uh, conductor or the um, theatre director and who actually controls or asks the theatre conductor to work is invisible. That's, you know, people behind the deep state, I guess. In the meantime, everyone else is just on the conveyor belt. They're just like one of those long conveyor belts at the airport. You stand on it, you hold the handle and the advertising comes and the shops come and the gates come and then the advertising comes and the shops come and then the gates come and they just sit on there. Some people just stand there. Some people walk up and down, walk forward as well. So they go a bit faster through it. And I think some people like us, we get off the moving conveyor belt and explore our own way. And that's, that's just an analogy.
4: Well, I mean, if you believe that, then we aren't just running out of script. I mean, if we truly believe that, why are we even doing this? Because it would mean that we're really not going to have any effect. And I believe that well, each of us do have an
0: effect. Because because people are, more people are stepping off the conveyor belt. Like Louis said, there's like you know 1.4 million people in, is it Melbourne you said? I can't remember. Cambria. You know, these people, yeah, Cambria. Cambria. So... People are getting off the conveyor belt but equally the ones who stay on there are becoming more and more sure that they should be wearing three masks and having six jabs and all the rest of it because they're too afraid to get off the ones that are getting off are the ones who you know are playing catch-up and it will take time this whole thing will take time i
6: think you're gonna find I believe Queen Elizabeth is already dead and the reason why I believe that is cuz I know somebody in um Great Britain that ha- was happened to be at a hospital two and a half weeks before Prince Philip was announced dead and he took a picture in the the reflection of an ambulance showing showing um somebody being guarded and wheeled in undercover through the back door. And he called me and he says, he says, that's Prince Philip. And it was, Oh no, I'm sorry. They were being wheeled out to a uh, coroner's van. And he said, that was Prince Philip. I said, yeah, whatever. I go, so when are they going to announce it? He goes, Oh, it'll take, it'll be a probably a couple of weeks, but it was him. He told me this two and a half weeks before the announcement. Mm. So, so I, I'm guessing that she probably already passed away, and this is why she had COVID publicly, because this is where our common sense comes in. There is no way that the Queen of England would ever be exposed to anybody that's sick. It would not happen. She would be so completely isolated, and any utensils that would come near her were would be highly disinfective, especially at her age, if you believe COVID to be real. It would just never happen. So as soon as I heard COVID announcement, I said, okay, this is a precursor for something. It's either part of their agenda or she's already dead. So that's, that's just my opinion. But I mean, that's the type of circumstantial thoughts and evidence that we can kind of sew together because it is hard to
0: come up with the facts. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And also the fact is that she's very, very, very close now to reigning for 70 years, which has all been planned for years. Yeah. And the celebrations and the fact that she'll go down in history as the queen of 70 years and blah, blah, blah. So I think they just. It wouldn't surprise me if she died before. It wouldn't be surprising. We made jokes after the show that she's been put in in a freezer and she'd be next wheeled out. Bader, next to Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
4: <laughs>
0: maybe maybe yeah.
4: yeah so but uh anyway we're we're drawing near the end of the show so does anyone have uh something that they'd like to talk about before we sign off?
0: well like i say there there are so many subjects and speculations flying around in this conversation but it will be an interesting to see how everything lands um the world is forever dynamic, so I don't think there will actually be a point where everything lands and then we take stock and just say that's how it is now, because it will just be ongoing. Everything moves around everything else. But let's hope it goes in a positive direction. I mean, that's uh, clearly a big understatement, but I think before we we sign off, I think a couple of interesting points that did catch my eye this week is uh, there was an interview, a recent interview with Bill Gates. who basically uh, admitted that the Omicron and other variants are far more successful in immunising people against COVID than the vaccines. I thought that was quite an interesting uh, admission on on TV. Um, you know, at other points, are we suddenly to believe that this whole COVID thing has disappeared now, and now the new variant is... Uh, well, for, after Omicron, the next variant was the Convoy variant, uh, the Freedom <laughs> Convoy variant, and after that, then now uh, we have the the Putin variant, perhaps, or the Ukraine variant. So we're coming up at the end of the show. Any last takers? Any last closing comments? We're literally down to the last few minutes, a few seconds even.
4: No, I think it's an interesting show, <laughs> and next week our hair will be on fire again because I think it's going to be a really really wild week coming up I do so who knows what we'll be saying a week from now
0: I have an idea ever
4: dynamic
0: mm-hmm. so despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel there is an increasing number of respected journalists writers politicians doctors lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, healers, and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda to make your own independent research and to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember, you were born with power and wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to a rather lively Uh, live broadcast from The Other Side of the News, this 91st edition, and remains available at theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders, and together with Kintia and Annetta Driscoll offer special thanks to our guests, Darlene Ondi and Lewis Herms. We also thank our listeners, our contributors, and our sound engineer, Keith Morgan. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to connecting with you again next Friday. Good night.